Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Wednesday, November the 3rd, and my playing partner here, Mr. Andrew Hansen, and I are here to discuss a very good PGA tournament event, the Worldwide Technology Championship at Mayakoba at the beautiful El Camelion Golf Club. So here we go, Andrew. I am coach, by the way, uh, and I am really excited to discuss this week because we have a much better field. So how are you doing on this wonderful hump day Wednesday in preparation for the PGA event? Doing pretty well. Uh, I'm recognizing sort of a theme here recently where these courses, we had Bermuda last week, now we're in Mexico. You know, they're really, they're down there in the warmth by beaches. Again, it's it's tough to be up here uh, in the Northeast where it's, it's already chilly. Um, so kind of wishing I was down there on the course with them. I'll tell you, it's torture looking at those gorgeous courses. I'm with you. And, you know, I mentioned it on the basketball pod this morning. It's cold here in Dallas. It's in the 40s and rainy. Hence, I've got the DFS coach talk, uh, had to pull out the hoodie. So, yeah, I'm not too thrilled. But I guess it is November, so we have to be prepared for it to some extent. Yeah, I guess these guys aren't going to need their their rain gear, their weather gear this week, though. Did you see the forecast? I looked all four days. Hardly any wind, low 80s, and I mean, and it's a gorgeous course, by the way. It is, it's a Greg Norman design, so he has, you know, he always has those twists and turns like some of the, the courses in Australia. You're going to get five or six holes that are just ocean view, ocean, everything, and then you get a couple of more dense, jungly-looking holes, and, you know, it really switches up. There's sand, there's water, but it's a course that, there's not a tough rough. You can spray it a bit, and you can score. I mean, it's going to take uh, probably 20 under or better, like we've been talking about on these beautiful resort courses, uh, to, to win, you know? Yeah, it's it's sort of like distractions, all those things you're talking about visually, which are yes. beautiful and a nice variety. But in between those items, you've got just pretty short grass, and the rough is supposed to be under two inches. So like you said, you can spray it. You don't have to be long here, just over 7,000 yards. Right. So you know, distance off the tee is not a big factor. Um, and with the par 71, you've got more par fours than usual. So I looked at the par four scoring, greens in regulation. Because like you said, uh, you got to get to around 20 under to win this event. So you got to get tee to green, and then somebody's going to make a bunch of putts. Yeah, and you know, generally in these type of events, whoever gets really hot with the short stick, that that is such a differentiator because you know a lot of people are going to be in play, a lot of people are going to be putting for birdie. But you know, you look at it when they're playing these type of courses, and you can almost guarantee that whoever's on the top of that leaderboard is in the top five for the week in putting. I mean, it's it's just that simple. It's different than you know the courses where you have to scramble and all the different, you know, things that we come across during the season. But this is just, you know, grip it, rip it and uh, make some putts. And it, it's fun. I mean, I, I enjoy watching these courses because they're just so beautiful and lush. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoy this time of the season when, uh, you know, we are getting a lot of people back, like you mentioned, with JT and Hovland and guys in this tournament. So it's going to be it's going to be a competitive event, and I think it's going to be a fun one to watch. And, uh, you know, it's been entertaining the last couple of years. I also went over uh, 
the last three years, I like to pull like the top five finishers, even if they're a T5, make sure to see who, everybody that's coming back. So uh, I'll start out with that. And, and you sure. can let me know if some of these guys, you know, are initially in your vision to see if, if they're going to, uh, you know, have a possibility of making your lineup. Um, also, real quickly, as we're jumping in here and getting started, please take a second on YouTube, hit that thumbs up, the subscribe button, give us a little comment or a question that really helps us move up the algorithm and then hit that little bell alarm button in the upper corner. That'll let you know every time one of our podcast posts, you'll get that alert. And we're doing 11 podcasts per week. We're seven day a week NBA. We got this PGA pod weekly, and we also have the football pods uh, going out for all the different slates. Also, if you're a member and you can become a member at dfscoachtalk.com, you'll get, uh, along with this um, podcast today, you'll get our lineups tonight for the full tournament. You'll get a clipboard on uh, DraftKings, full lineup on FanDuel and Yahoo. And then we also supply weekend-only lineups on Friday. Uh, it's a lot of times bailing out for me, but <laughs> I'll take it. So, you know, this is a cut event. So we need to, you know, get back in that mode of uh, who, who can get us the four rounds because we all know, you know, you don't always have to have the top four finishers, but you got to get those guys through to the cut. So let's talk about some of the, the uh, guys that have been in that top five because uh, I think that's significant. They walk on the course with all that confidence. First of all, last year's defending champ, Victor Hovland. I mean, you know, Hovland is one of the best up and coming players. Second choice on the board. We'll go over odds later, but you got to love him. Then here's some some guys. And from last year, I just get a, a quick opinion from you on these guys. Wise, Hoagie, Long, Glover, and Horschel. Anybody jump out at you? Well, Aaron Wise is interesting because he's really played well at this course, and he's been great lately. I mean, we're talking top tens. Yep. The problem on DraftKings, he's 9,600. Yeah. So he's he's priced up like a stud, and he's been playing like it. But uh, that's that's a pretty steep price tag for for him. So you know, I'm kind of on the fence there. Um, okay. Don't think he'll make the first lineup. Um, and and you know, the rest of the group, um, no nobody that I'm thrilled about. Uh, you know, okay. Hovland Hovland's interesting. There hasn't been a repeat winner here, so you know he's got that challenge ahead of him. Which is, you know, not surprising when you get all these twenty underscores. Sure, um, but he kind of he kind of checks the boxes with some of the stats here. So I'm thinking about playing him. You know, not necessarily think he's think he's going to win, but he's he's one of the pay up guys I'm looking at. Yeah, me too. I mean, he's so talented, and if anybody can go back to back, it's it's him. I think he's what a great experience he had at the Ryder Cup, win, lose, or draw. He was able to just feel that and and you know a tournament like this is small potatoes compared to that kind of intensity so i think he's he's a good pick the guy i want to mention is long though because he finished a uh, fourth last year and second the year before right so that's a guy you know the bell goes off a bit that's why i like to look at these finishes you know he's not on our radar very often but when you have a guy that's finished in the top four two years in a row that gets I mean, he loves it and Again, we're we're trying to find decently priced guys that are going to get four rounds of golf in for us. So uh, two years ago, it was Todd, Long, Ortiz, 
Taylor and Damon. A couple other guys didn't make the trip for this one, but those those four guys were in there, or five guys. Any instant reaction there? Yeah, Ortiz uh, is interesting to me. Um, local local um, event for him here in Mexico. Yeah. Um, and Long, you know, I, I do like that course history. He hasn't played great lately. There's one other guy I think you might mention in the next group that I like even more for that uh, for that variable. Uh, I, I hope it's not old man Kucher. It's not. No, <laughs> I don't goodness. like playing him. Yep. <laughs> this is one uh, veteran that I don't like to play. There you go. All right. So uh, that three years back, it was Kucher, Lee, Spawn, Warinsky, Garnett, and Perez. Danny Lee. There it is. Disco 6,900 on DraftKings. Yeah. What I like about him is he's been playing better lately than Adam Long. Second last week in Bermuda. Yeah. Um, loves this course. He's had multiple strong finishes here. So he's one of my – probably my key value play this week. And would you say 6,900? Yep. Yeah, that's – he's on my my board. To be south of 7K with, with his experience and coming off last week, he, he's going to be fantastic. I think he's a fantastic play as well. I agree. Um Perez too. Perez isn't a bad play. You know, yeah. he's he's the kind of guy in these tournaments that that are better, but they're not full field as far as the studs. He can sneak in there. I like his uh, performances here. Yeah, good price, and he won it in sixteen. That's right. So, yeah, he loves it here. No doubt. All right, uh, let's let's go to some uh, of the wisdom of Mr. Andrew Hansen and check out. What was it, the par four? Scoring? Par four scoring, yeah. If you look at the last three winners, the, the tournaments you just went over, all of them were first or tied for first in par four scoring that week. Wow. And I looked at the uh, the stats from last year on the PGA Tour. Do you know who led the the PGA Tour in par four scoring? Obviously, I'm going to mention him whenever I can. The ambidextrous Seamus Power was wow. number one on tour. This and – He's had uh, three of his last four events, top 25. Um, and can you imagine, Coach, playing a PGA Tour for an entire season and, and averaging under par on par fours for the season? I mean, that That's, is a ton of birdies on tough That's holes. incredible. Yeah, that doesn't seem possible because you, you have one other in there and then you got to catch up for a long time. Exactly. And so not many guys are under par and, and just barely, but he's at the top of the list. He's a he's a you know consideration for me as a mid tier play, yeah. And I'll just seventy seven hundred on DraftKings. Yeah, it's a little higher than I would have expected, but that's still yeah. a really I like him. Yeah, he's he's trending up in price now. That he's racking up these top twenty fives. Yeah, but the other guys who are the best on tour at par four scoring, Chris Kirk, uh, Emiliano Grio, who I like a lot this week. He'll come up here. In the other stat I go through. And then Abraham Answer, uh, he's 10-7. So he's a pay-up option. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about him with the odds. But he's coming off a tie for 14th at the CJ Cup. Uh, he's done well here. He's a uh, threat, for sure. Yeah. A big threat. Yeah. Multiple top 20s. Then we've got Doug Gim, a cheap option, 6,600. He's made three straight cuts. Justin Thomas, uh, 11-2. Got to pay for him if you want his par four scoring. Um, Russell Henley, 8,200. Right. Uh, two straight top 25s for him. Cameron Tringali, 8,900. 
that's yeah. a lot more than we usually would have to spend for him. Man, we, we, I remember paying 67 for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. High sixes, low sevens lately. Yeah. Uh, James Hahn, 6,400. Uh, Charles Howell III, and then Victor Hovland, and then your guy, Scotty Scheffler, snuck in the top 20 last year. And I just heard that he had a practice round recently where he shot a 58. Yeah. So he's coming in here probably feeling pretty good. Uh, I'll tell you, and if he gets on a roll, I mean, he can shoot 25 under on this course and, and, and run away with it. But, you know, again, you know, the, the weather in Mexico, too, it's there are some similarities to Texas as far as, you know, the, the flat and, the you know, it's there's no ocean side to it like this course has. But, you know, there's there are some similarities of the climate. But again, you know, there's no wind. So. Right. These guys are going to be able to fire pins. It's it's going to get crazy, and he can, like you said, he's a guy that can go super low. Yeah, you can get wind here, but right, you know, sometimes it's just around ten miles an hour. It's not. Yeah, it's not like uh, Texas. No. Um, so the other stat I looked at, which is you know somewhat overlapping, uh, just greens and regulation, and uh, again, in the last three years of this event. All of the winners have been top 10 in that stat. So, you know, let's check out these ball strikers from uh, last year. Emiliano Grio tops on the list hmm. for the players in this field. Russell uh, Knox is next, uh, who's, you know, solid week last week. And then here's Aaron Wise. There's yeah. There he is. You know, no one, no wonder uh, he's played well here and, and playing well recently. Uh, here's a guy that surprised me a little bit, Keegan Bradley. I didn't realize wow. he was that high up the list, but he, you know, he has had some struggles with the, with the putting. And so right. that kind of explains why he hasn't had as many top finishes as he could have. He's a GPP kind of guy for sure. Definitely. And then uh, a few more here, Kyle Stanley, who's a cheap option at 6,300. Doug Gim again, great ball striker. Uh, speaking of Texans, Will Zalatoris. Yeah. And then Ooh, Henley. Henley again on this list and Martin, Martin Laird, 6,500. So, um, you know, when you get into some of these ball striking stats, greens and regulation, you get some guys who aren't the biggest hitters, right. but again, this is the perfect week for them. Uh, not an overpowering course, just be smart, be safe, get it on the green. And over time that will pay off. I agree. No doubt about it. I I think that this just an ideal setup this week for for some really good play and some guys that still have the potential to go low because you know when you're talking about nothing over eight miles per hour on a course like this with with no difficulty in the in the rough you know it's it's going to be fun to watch but uh, you know they're going to tear it up I think. Uh, let's take a look at the odds, Andrew, and see what, okay. what Vegas thinks, because that's always such a key element to it. See if we can find the tie-in that makes sense with the historic performances here, with the statistics that you shared, and, and people that Vegas uh, are on as well. So Justin Thomas at 14-1, to 1, Victor Hovland at 18-1 to 1 are the two favorites. And then you have Tony Finau at 25 uh, Terrell Hatton at, at 33. And then uh, here's the guy getting all the early uh, action. Would you believe that he was 33 to 1 and has dropped to 18 to 1? And you mentioned him, Abraham Answer. 
And I love that pick too, because I think he can, he's one of those guys that can shoot 60, 61. Yeah, I do too. Um, you know, checks the boxes on the stats, the, the course history, he's playing well lately. He's gotten a win now and he's right in that same price range as those other guys you mentioned, guys like Finau and Hatton. So, yeah. you know, I think his ownership will be up a little bit more than usual, but it's not going to be, you know, through the roof uh, since he's got those guys right around him. Yeah, I don't think he'll be chalk, but I think he's an awesome play. Now, this this next, this, I want to focus on these five guys because this, when I was building some lineups early on, I had two of these five guys in my lineups that I was building. I think this is the meat and potatoes of the group, and they just all happen to be the same odds in Vegas, which is amazing. Well, I, I, I say that 30 to one for the first four, 33 to uh, to one for the fifth guy. But I wanted your reaction to see if any of these guys have a good chance for your lineup. Billy Horschel at 30, Scotty Scheffler at 30, Brooks Kepka at 30, and then Aaron Wise at 33, and Patrick Reed at 33. What do you think? That is a, that's a tough group right there to, yeah. to analyze. You know, Kepka just continues to be somewhat uh, non-interested in events that aren't the Ryder Cup or a major. Seems that um, way, yeah. But, of course, he could turn it on and, and just destroy everybody. I mean, he could Sheff- shoot 59 with his eyes closed on a course like this. <laughs> he you know? could, absolutely could. And Reed you know, had that real nice Sunday finish last week to kind of get back in the groove. Yeah. Uh, Wise, you know, is right there with with the stats that we've talked about the course history, but he's expensive. Yeah. And then Scheffler and Horschel, you know, absolutely solid. Horschel, good course history here. That's a that's a tough group. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have you know, I don't I, I don't know if I'll even go there. Really? Uh, I you know I may go because if I go answer who's a little more expensive. Yeah. Then. You know, maybe I'll get there on FanDuel. Uh, I, I'm more likely to get one of those guys, but uh, I may skip those guys on DraftKings. Do you have okay. a feel that on on one or two of those guys that you prefer? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on answer, but I I still I like the vets in in uh, Horschel. I mean, this is just right in his wheelhouse. I think he can go low. I'm with you on Kepka. I just I, I get frustrated watching him because you said it right on the nose. He looks disinterested half the time. Yeah. And so I don't want a guy that's not grinding. You know, Scheffler's probably my favorite guy on tour, and he can go low. So I like him. His price is, is not that bad considering. But I, I don't think Aaron Wise is getting, getting any respect here for the way he's played here, the way he falls in those statistical uh, analysis. And also Patrick Reed, that Sunday finish, if he if he carries that over at all, he's going to be right on that top page of the leaderboard. So, like I say, this this is the meat and potatoes group for me with at least a couple of these guys. And it is totally different. They'll I'll have maybe three of these guys on FanDuel and Yahoo, but the way the, the build goes from a salary standpoint, it's not going to be that easy on DraftKings. So you do – you know, that's why we provide that clipboard and then the, the lineups for the other ones, the other two sites is you have to get, you know, you can't treat all sites the same because of the pricing. And this week specifically to me, 
DraftKings is a little bit more of a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Agree completely. With the clipboard, what we do is we highlight the core and then give you options to fill out the lineup. And we don't just, you know, mark off three or four of those guys that Coach just mentioned. We give a guy from each price range so you have a balanced build uh, and you can afford uh, the rest of your lineup. Exactly. Unless I screwed up and take all my expensive guys and then you have to tell me, hey. <laughs> no, I, I try not to do that. But listen, I want to give you a couple last ones here, Andrew, because I, at 40 to 50 to 1, which is all these guys I'm going to mention. So they're between 40 and 50 to 1. I'm thinking of maybe throwing a few shekels on a couple of these guys because I can't believe they're this long a price. So I'll, I'll go one by one. There's four of them. You mentioned him before, but Will Zalatoris, who's not played well recently, he's 40 to 1. And Talon, yeah. can't he just walk in and win this? He could. He could. Yeah, don't love the recent form, but. No. Could, that, could do it. 40 to 1, right? Exactly. How about this one? This I'd love your opinion on this one. Matthew Wolf, 50 to 1. And that is a guy that can shoot 59. We've seen it. Yeah, and he can absolutely roll up the birdies in bunches yep you know great great event last time out um and it's fun that he's back in the mix because he is he is volatile he's got great upside um and i'm glad you mentioned him i think we should consider him i mean gpp for sure but you know for taking a 50 to one shot on a winner yes for a guy that can when he's on a roll He's as good as anybody. But yeah, I'd rather go 50 to 1 on him than 40 to 1 on Zalatoris. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. And then um the last uh I'll just go one more because this is the other guy that I thought was surprising on his odds. He's been terrific at times. Matthew Fitzpatrick also at 50 to 1. Yeah, and he did Cal- win overseas. Yep. That's right. And you know, not a great finish last week. Um so middle of the pack, I don't think I would bet on him to win. Okay. But, uh, you know, again, he, he's he's playable for me. I don't remember seeing his name on the recent leaderboards at this event. So I'm right. not sure he has the course history here. But, uh, you know, he can really putt it. So if he has a decent ball striking week, he could be in the mix. And even though he didn't play that great in Bermuda, I like the fact that he was over here getting that, you know, getting used to the – the course and then jets over to Mexico for this one. I, I just, that's a guy I've got on my radar just because I know talent wise, again, if he puts it together and gets the the flat stick going, which he can, uh, I think he's a threat. Yes, sir. All right. I know everybody waits until uh, the end of this podcast to find out this information, but do you want to share a couple of your, nuggets that have brought us the big money here as value plays on this slate well yeah just let's hit him again danny lee uh he was really gripping and ripping it last week uh real strong finish um and just love the course history the price and he will allow you to get one more of those studs up top that we've been talking about so you know how how about 125 to one brother yeah that's yeah. worth a couple nickels. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. Maybe a, a top ten or a top twenty bet. Oh, you'll get great uh, odds on that as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so he's the he's the key guy. Okay. Uh, 
Got one more 6K guy left. We'll, we'll save for the members. Perfect. Uh, because I'm looking at him again and thinking, you know, maybe I can uh, get one more guy in there out of your your, your meat and potatoes Group. section of five there if I play him. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, more of a medium build type of scenario there. It really, I mean, you know, if you're going to play JT and Hovland or one or the other or a Finau or somebody up top, I mean, then you do have to go value. But for me, it's unusual because, you know, as we build these on here, I'm usually stars and scrubs somewhat, but I, I like the mid-build this week. Yeah, I mean, it's a deeper field, and you yeah. got those guys, you know, 6, 7, 8 to, to 15, 18, 20 in the rankings yeah. who are so solid who can win it. Uh, so I don't blame you. And generally, you know, in in a situation like this where you've, you know, everything's about the cut. A lot of times when we go stars and scrubs, you're just praying those scrubs can get through mm-hmm. to the weekend where at least you feel you got a really fighting chance to get your mid-level guys at least to the weekend. That's right. Yeah. Excellent, my friend. I think that is it for this week. Um, anything else uh, before we close it out? No, jump in tonight, Wednesday here. We'll get the lineups uh, usually around 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and if you jump in earlier, you can get coaches basketball lineups tonight too. Yeah. And I always recommend jumping in on Wednesdays when we do this podcast, I mentioned it because if you buy the five day pass for 19 bucks, you get all of our uh, golf all weekend, this and the weekend only you get all of Andrew crash and, and Joe's uh, football stuff because you get the Thursday night game, all the Sunday games. So it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you get all of that action. And then, um, you know, uh, that you're going to get basketball uh, each day. So it's it's a good time to jump in. Try us out, dfscoachshock.com. We'd love to have you. On the way out, if you haven't hit that thumbs up, subscribe, and give us a quick comment, we would appreciate that uh, on the exit. So let's hit them straight and long and make some putts for these guys and uh, enjoy watching that super warm 80-degree beautiful weather down there. And I'm telling you, Andrew, one of these days we need to go on a live on the course uh, setup for, for one of these events. We're going to do it someday. I know it. Yep. Yep. And that'd be fine. Play a little practice round afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for uh, joining us today, everyone. We hope that uh, this helps you build those lineups and you take some big stuff down. And we'll definitely be back again next week for our PGA Weekly Wednesday show. So for now, signing off for Andrew Hansen, the rest of our DFS Coach Talk team, I am Coach. We'll catch you again next week when we look to crush it in PGA DFS.